Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. The last two weeks, we have had our biggest episodes yet, so let's keep this train rolling. Please listen, subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with anyone you like, even if you're a fan of the opposing team. We will keep working hard for you all and appreciate the support. This week, we discussed the Lions season more as a whole, Stafford, and of course, Jim Bob Cooter. Great name. Bad coach. This week, we have an excellent guest, my friend Jeff, who is a delusional Bears fan, but he means well. We even get him to sing a bit as he enters the lion's den. Of course, we then have our predictions. That's our lineup for this week, and look in the description below the podcast to see which segment starts where. And without further ado, let's get this podcast rolling. is drinking the blue kool-aid a detroit lions podcast where lifelong lions fans uj rug dog bob talk about your favorite team the detroit lions where victory isn't just talked about it's earned one pride let's get this podcast rolling Well, welcome back, everybody. It's November 5th. I'm recording about 8.30 at night here. Um, We've had 24 hours to reflect on this Lions loss, this absolute drubbing in Minnesota. Um, The Lions losing 24 to 9. And my first question to throw out to the panel, um, um, UJ, Connor, Rudd Dog, um, is the Lions season over? Because that seems to be the narrative going around everywhere. Is the Lions season over? Eight games to play, Zach. Eight games to play. Dumb question. Hell no. Hell no. All right. Well, now that we've answered that question and squashed that theory immediately. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not a dumb question because we agree that there are no such things in the – Okay. (laughs) No stupid questions. No stupid questions. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Um, Obvious answer. So, guys, I guess the next question I got to have um, for you guys, Rudd Dog, um, UJ, Connor, um, the most hotly debated, and it's been hotly debated every week, especially on this podcast and um, other lines media. Well, I'll, it's a two-part question, and I'll see where you guys answer it. But is the problem Stafford or Jim Bob Cooter? Um, who is the bigger problem here? Or is it the offensive line even? I'll let you guys um, just kind of start. 
going um, off that because it seems to be largely either Stafford or Cooter is who's getting more of the blame here, especially for this last game. I'm going to feel this one right off Go the bat it. just because I think it's widely known. Uh, you know, Bob is his biggest proponent, but I've been off the Jim Bob Cooter bandwagon since about halfway through last season, was it? It, the guy has had hallmarks to his game that have failed to disappear, and that means the Lions' offense consistently disappearing in games for long stretches, allowing them to fall behind consistently, even despite an under-talented defense that somehow keeps them in games. It, they never seem to erase that part of the game except for like a rare, a rare occasion. Uh, you, his play calling lacks complete intuition. He gets finds a bone once in a while. I think you know Stafford has bailed him out. Stafford and Marvin Jones and Golden Tate have bailed him out, and the reasons we had success in the past were in spite of Jim Bob for the most part. So yeah, no, I think Jim Bob's. You know, we might put the blame for any individual game. Might be, you know, that it all falls on different shoulders. Yeah, Stafford shoulders some blame in this game. But is is Jim Bob the problem? Jim Bob is the freaking problem. This guy needs to go. He's not a high-quality NFL coordinator. He lacks a a complete understanding of how to be a coordinator and call an offense. That's my bit. And the the Jim Bob – Tenure in the lot in Detroit has been absolutely amazing. He's ranged from being praised at the at the start to um, this up and down roller coaster where his name is being thrown on head coaching list and he's getting called for uh, being fired the next week. It's been it's been quite amazing. Um, yeah. But I just want to point out one play in particular, Jack, and in, in, in reference to his play calling ability. So the Lions they're getting dominated on the offensive line. So what do we what do we throw out there? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to laugh. Sorry. Um, they well, they they try but, a flea flicker. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. That was but they never even get the the flick off because Legarry Blunt gets tackled because they're all pass blocking on the offensive line, which they have not been able to do all game, and they choose the most slow yeah. developing play of all the slow developing plays. <laughs> well, I'd like to touch on it a little bit, Zach, if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, go for it. Uh, <laughs> I'm in agreement. Uh, Cooter is the main problem here. Uh, his lack of imagination, uh, lack of ability to adjust to defenses or halftime adjustments, he just completely lacks it. We had we had a defense that was just coming hard at us. We didn't we didn't run a series of screens, things like that, keep him up on quick passes. Everything took too long. It was just he had no what no idea what to do. And and yeah, your offensive line was in trouble. They're part of everyone's to blame for this game. It's not just him, but this has been going on every game. Okay. Uh, Jim Bob is, I think, the main culprit. But I now I do want to add something here too, which you Stafford lovers uh, aren't going to like this too much. And I'm a huge Stafford fan myself. But there's something off about him this year, and I can't I can't put my finger on it. There's only one game I think where I saw where Stafford looked like like his eyes were clear, like he was into the game. And I think that was the Dolphins game. Every game he looks like a deer in the headlights out there. I don't know. He just like. I'm watching Drew Brees play it. I'm watching uh, Brady play it. I'm watching these other guys play. It. They're intense, man. They're they're out there. Their their eyes. You can just see the 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 light on. And Stafford is just I don't know. Even I, though he had some good games where where his stats were good, he, his he just looks like he's 
when he gets behind the center, he just looks to that left, looks right. He kind of has this like, I don't know. This I agree look. from like snap and, and one I, of the season. And I get clarity. He's Wait, off God. this. He's off this year. And there's something wrong. He's still a good quarterback, and I, I don't want to trade him. And he, and out of our list of problems, he's probably number ten. But uh, there's something not right there too. So, on well, UJ, I'm going to cut you off because I think Connor uh, disagrees with you. Yeah. Okay. I do. I mean, I I don't. I put some blame on Stafford for some specific plays like that. Whatever that flick was to carry on at the end of the game and, uh, and know, i'm not even talking about that he said, uh, no no no. i, I know I'm just gonna get finished. Okay. um <laughs> and some you know he holds on to the ball like i think there's uh specific instances where he's looked bad but i think overall this year after the jets game he's looked pretty calm and composed in the pocket i really think it's more of a scheme issue than a stafford issue personally i think he's the top five quarterback in the league and i don't really think that's dipped this year i just think the Jim Bob Cooter train has, you know, gone off the rails and Stafford alone can't fix it. So, uh, yeah, Stafford's been bad on a few places here, but I really think it's just. I don't know, think you've seen the overall picture thing. here, though. Stafford's supposed to be a leader on this team, the leader on this team, if anything. And he's not, he's, he doesn't not. look like one right now. He doesn't act like one. I oh here's here's a good example. How do we know they that? Had, they had Stafford mic'd up. Did anybody see that Stafford mic'd up? No. It was two weeks ago. And, uh, I thought, oh, good, Stafford might thought this would be great. Well, it's like an eight-minute video of running around doing plays, like almost Stafford saying nothing. And then every time he's on the sidelines, he just walk up and does well, go to a couple guys, come on, guys, let's go, guys, let's go, guys. And that's it. Like, it was, it was almost – if it felt bad by the end of the video, like, I mean, this is a horribly boring video. This is nothing like the Stafford who beat Cleveland in his rookie year. I mean, this – He's just like lacking intensity or something that I, I can't put my finger on it and I don't like it. It seems he's like unfocused almost. From the snap one of the season when he missed that pass along the sideline, it's just like, I mean, you're right. That Dolphins game, it was like all of a sudden he was pepped up and alive and fired up. But a lot of, I mean, and this is like, don't get me wrong. I want to preface, I love Stafford and this is not being down on Stafford. This is just seeing like, I feel like Stafford's in a bit of a slump. And not even necessarily all play. It's it's this is not just saying is performance wise. This is like uh, it's more of like a feel thing. Like the way he he seems to be moving around out there and his pep and his step and his eyes and like he seems to like lack a clarity of purpose. Like he's it's hard to you can't quantify it, but you just look at it. You see it kind of happening. He doesn't have that sort of you know like I don't know uh, fire. Fire! I don't fire in the eyes. That's that's what I see. I don't know, Rudd Dog. I don't. I don't know if I totally agree with that because there was a couple of plays yesterday in Minnesota. I mean, granted, these guys. I mean, he got he got let's he got sacked ten times, and most of those were unescapable. He did escape some. There was a nice bootleg on a play action on um, fourth and short. He made a nice little run. Um, there was another pass play. I can't remember. It was third and third and four, I think about, and he had another nice run. Um, and then he and he laid his. I thought he laid his body on the line for it. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I I know what you're saying a little bit with in like the regards to the fire, maybe because there's that it's, in that Dolphins game. It was definitely 
very prominent, um, his emotion. And we Jack, haven't necessarily seen that. I don't know, really, but I'm not trying yeah. to overplay this thing. Like Same. a dog. He's not, he's a good quarterback. And I, I, I want to keep Stafford. I have no intention of getting rid of Stafford. If it's Mike choice, but, no. but I'm just saying there's something a little off this year. That's all I'm exactly. Saying. And he's the only, not that he's not trying hard. It's not an effort thing. It's like, uh, I guess the scheme. I think Stafford's well, I mean, tired the of the scheme. A, it could be. be. It could but be. He, he was the one who asked to keep the scheme. I mean, he vouched for Jim Bob. He fought to keep him. I mean, that was then, and this is now. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah but that was and also a long of history in this league of players vouching for a coach when there's a coaching change and it not working out. Um, I think that I mean, was look, Jameis biggest mistake asked, this year. Jameis Winston, single biggest one cutter. Davis Winston asked for Dirk Cutter to stay in Tampa Bay, and look how that turned out. Yeah. Um, it, there's other instances as well. That's the first one that pops in my mind. The only thing I have a problem with Stafford, um, besides the first game of the season, um, and that's something he still has never corrected, um, I don't think ever in his career, is his, uh, his ability to hang the ball by his hip. It, it's always exposed. Um, and – well, I mean, it didn't really happen in this game, but that pitch as well. But, I mean, the problem with the holding the ball at the hip is what really bothers me more than anything with Stafford. But, yeah, well, that's a minor thing in yeah. in the big picture. I agree. This is not, like, again, not, not hanging Talk is this. like a minor issue. Yeah, this is where we're talking Stafford picture. here, so we're focusing on him. But I like just want to – He's yeah. not – this I, isn't a primary <laughs> issue. I don't think it's a primary issue. I think – the primary issue, personally, is Cooter, and I think no, I Patricia's I biggest mistake coming in is he didn't clear staff. I don't. It's like that's like such a standard practice for head coaches. You bring your guy in, like yeah. you bring a new head core OC in. Like, why the hell did he keep Cooter? Especially since Cooter's background. I mean, if you anyway, if you actually scrutinize it, it's. I mean, well, unless you're Bob, it's not very impressive. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I don't want to beat the dead horse. I want to talk about maybe a possibly bigger problem here. Um, The offensive line. They they were one of our best units, but coming in after this game, it all, like, backfired. I don't understand why. Is it because TJ Lang is rotating in and out and he keeps getting hurt? Because five of the sacks came from the right guard position in this game. Yeah, well, Wiggins was terrible. Awful. Uh, and, uh, and actually, you know, I, I was trying to pay attention because Decker was out for a little while. Tyrell Crosby actually looked really good in this game. Actually, he does look pretty good. Nice. He, he, there's hope for that kid. Absolutely. But, it, but here's the thing, Zach. We're saying this game, but they've been beat down two games in a row now. Seattle beat the crap out of them, and now yeah. Minnesota beat the crap. So we lost the physical battle at the line, and these guys are supposed to be big and tough and strong, and, and they're just getting beat beat on. Twice in a row they got beat on. In Badly. that Seattle game, though, they, they got beat in the run game, but their pass pro was pretty solid. True. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they gave up three sacks, so. Well, we got some money. I agree. Yeah. Um, Bob. Bob. Yeah. Hey. This game feels more All like right. a Bob. We, we need you right now. strength. Because uh, Cooter's uh, on a – Train tartan He's feathers been on a train out of town now. So. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, so. I I was late because I was following a story where they said they were extending him, but I, it, it didn't pan oh, out. Oh no! So. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> so, so Bob, what is what are your feelings right now on Jim Bob Cooter and it, what is he hindering Stafford? Uh, 
Is he hindering Stafford? I I don't think he's hindering Stafford, but uh, obviously the whole offense is uh, looking pretty bad these last couple of weeks. So, like uh, Patricia was saying, he's going to evaluate everything, including the coaching. And uh, but apparently he didn't get fired yet. So he did fire one coach. He, yes, no, that, Joe Marciano fired just tonight. Yeah, I saw that. He he definitely bring, deserved that. But, bring uh, breaking news next. on the the drinking the blue Kool Aid podcast here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but you know, you guys know I like Cooter, so I, I'm heard it here first. They, uh, let him ride the season out and see what happens. But uh, but what are you this... seeing now, Bob? Seriously, what, what are you seeing right now, at Cooter? That's I just don't see it, man. Well, well, I like the the passing scheme that they had going. Well, and the and the running game that was developing, but of course now the running game is was non-existent, basically. But I don't know if that was just fool's gold that we have uh, our semblance of a running game. Because it was like, okay, now Stafford has a running game, but does he really? You don't, you don't think his play calling is predictable and 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 basic? I mean, there's... well, what I, I do think of flaw, the flaw that creative about it, especially this week, was the ability to, to adjust. It was didn't seem to be there, like um, with whatever Minnesota was throwing at them with all these different blitzes. I know they tried to adjust to it late, and then they Minnesota switched things up again, so they still couldn't. I haven't seen that adjustment there in any previous games, though. Yeah, what well, what was that one stretch? I don't know if you guys just addressed this. For in nineteen dropbacks, he was sacked eight times, like in a row. In nineteen straight uh, dropbacks, he was got eight sacks. So it was like that's insane. Really bad. <laughs> I just want to say I can't. I actually did not get to view this game and it was actually a very uh, low stress weekend. <laughs> and so I, I guess in a way I'm grateful, but all you need to see is 10 sacks and you're just, Oh my God. And you can't, hang, I'm not hanging that on Jim Bob. That's you can't did anybody play. note that only 25 times in the history of the NFL has there been 10 sacks on the team in a game. How many of them were lions in the history <laughs> In the history of the NFL. Wow. First time the Vikings have ever <laughs> yeah. done it. Th- this is the most in Lions history. This is the most in Lions history. Okay. Uh, First time the I think the most Jake, John Kitten ever got sacked was seven times in a game. The most – and I think Stanford the most Stanford ever got was seven as well. So um, – and it's always against the Vikings. This Vikings team, um, we are cursed against. At least yeah. their defensive line. Yeah, the Vikings definitely play well against us. But I don't know. I mean, this this the lines seem to be gelling this year for a while there. Like Stafford was relatively clean for most of the season, and then now now it just they look horrible this week. But here's guys, the problem: it's the last. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. think Golden Tate's trade? It seems like there's been too much success to write it off. The the morale and the way this team performed on offense this game. Just, I think that's just a narrative. I, well, yeah, you, I, I, I don't think I don't think it's a very strong narrative because I mean we got sacked so, ten times in this game. When you're saying that's just a narrative, are you saying that it didn't, or are you saying that... I think it's a narrative that's being played on the media that really has no effect on the yeah, outcome so, of this game. I think if, right, they, if they came out just because Tate was gone and played that bad, that doesn't say much to them as professionals. But I mean, yeah. the Tate, the Tate. I mean, okay. Yes, I get the professional argument, but you know, even professionals have to focus on having, like, as a if coach, you have to yeah. harvest morale. Morale is a real thing. It doesn't matter if you're a pro, 
or you're a college team or you're a grammar school team or peewee league. It doesn't matter because in the end you're human and morale is a real thing. And, yeah, you can go out there and go through the motions and practice hard and do everything that's supposed to be right. But if you don't – if there's something no, that's taking that. that edge off your passion or your motivation, morale's a real thing. So if they're not – if their morale is low right now after getting smashed by the Seahawks, then losing one of their favorite I don't know. leaders in the locker room that. and their leading receiver, that might have an effect. So maybe it's just a narrative, but I don't think that necessarily is a knock on them as pros. I think that speaks to the sort of the situation we're in right now in this season where we are in a little tough patch right now and they, they're facing some real adversity where they're get looking their front office is looking more outward towards the future. Uh, it's. I mean, it's obvious that Quinn. I'm not saying the coaching staff and below has. He's looked. Start looking towards the future. He traded away their leading receiver. If they were making a push for the playoffs where they felt like it was legit, it, he probably would never do that, even for a third round pick or a second round pick. Uh, and I think that's just one thing that it, it's that little thing in the back of the mind that makes oh, yeah. players. I think if they beat the think, Seahawks, you know, it just takes a little edge off of your true motivation to go out and perform and and it's real so i mean i don't think that's just the narrative and i, I mean maybe it's not as blown as as major but i think it plays a role and it's it, i don't think it's a small i think it's a small coincidence that we go out and perform like we just did not to mention golden tate's all right run, alleviate, run um hold on i'm just gonna golden tate alleviates seems, some of those sacks yeah. if he's there because he turns it, short it seems more like a little dunks. bit of an edge so yeah, Rudd, Rudd, Dog, I, think, I think the uh, the thing I with that I don't, I don't know about letting everybody all be all sad and everything, but but I think it did affect in this game because Tate was a reliable guy to dump the ball off to. Yeah, and, absolutely. And uh, so they that tool was missing from the arsenal, and they were still relying on it too much. They didn't adjust to it. Right. Well, here's my argument against that: the last the three times the Lions have played the uh, Vikings in Minnesota. Their offense has been terrible. They've won two of the game somehow because their defense was played very well. The Lions never scored more than 14 points against them in Minnesota. Yeah, that was our first loss in that building, I believe. It yeah, was. It, it was. was. Yeah. Despite the <laughs> offense. Despite the offense in those games. And all yeah, I'm going to say is that um, every time we played there, every time we played the Vikings for the most part, but especially in Minnesota – Jim Bob Cooter's gotten out coached by Mike Zimmer. And that's the difference between, I think, a great coach on one side and maybe not so good of a coach on the other. And, do you think um, better do you think if better you don't play have the ability to beat the good coaches, I don't think you should be coaching an NFL offense. I agree. Jim Bob should be gone. If Jim Bob leaves, do you have an idea – do you have an idea of who should replace him if Jim Bob is fired? Joel Lombardi. Like, anyone back. out there? That yeah. Oh, God, no. He's in those, those USAA commercials, man. He's well, that's a <laughs> Get off the, counter, the that, that is a good question. Everyone wants yeah. to get rid of Jim Bob. Who get off replace? the podcast. <laughs> I don't have the answer for that, to be honest with you. I don't know who's out there that would be, you know. Play yeah, well, that, another question since, I mean, you guys all want Jim Bob fired. What? Do you think they should do it just punitively, even before they figure out a new guy? If this just thing gets any worse, you got to do it. You got to do it. You can't just drag this thing out a whole season just for uh, – you, you got to get rid of them. If this goes on any further, I mean, okay, maybe you don't find him right now, but if, if this doesn't drastically change in the next couple of weeks, he's got to be gone. 
It's got to be. What position? What was Cooter when he when we promoted him? Yeah, the quarterback you're gonna have coach? to show up against the top. Who's the quarterback coach now? He's, oh, he's from the Patriots. I don't even know. George Godsey. Right. Maybe give him a shot. I he, mean, he replaced Brian Callahan. So Patricia did get rid of Callahan and brought in this George Godsey guy. And Callahan, by all accounts, was like really good with Stafford. And you know who he's with now? Who? The Raiders. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So maybe maybe uh, there was something to it. I don't know. Hey, but Ron um, Prince is doing a great job with Michigan. If he promoted quarterback, it should be <laughs> Oh God! Please. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, actually, I mean, since we're talking we about that, that Michigan the Lions defense, defense right is actually improving lately. I mean, despite some of their weaknesses, Tease Tabor and a couple things, they've actually played a reasonably good game. <laughs> They gave the Lions a they chance did. to win. Two turnovers and uh, they gave the know, Lions chances to win that game. Good. And they did I not mean, take it. The offense. Yeah, we still get gashed on a long run. Which yeah, they, yeah. But uh, but oh, but yeah, they. I thought the defense played decent. Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't say they had a great game, but they they did a decent job. They did everything they could to keep men in the game. Keep well, every, yeah. in the game. every game. But, they have these. They played well enough to win. Long runs they give up every every game this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> Seattle, Minnesota, the Jets. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. Career-long runs. Dolphins, even a game that we dominated. Career-long run by Kenyon Drake in that one. Um, the list is, just keeps going on and on for them this year in, in terms of these big chunk plays that are just killers. They're yeah. killers. And, and uh, Tease Tabor, he's oh. like uh, – did you see they, they have a perfect passer rating against him? Yeah. The league does. Perfect. You know? Oh, my. <laughs> he's a boss. <laughs> Yes, it, it is, is very, very, very bust time. I think he's very the lowest bad. rated in his position in the league. Whole time in the podcast, but I mean, he just keeps getting worse and worse. Uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, what I happened mean, to Deshaun Seed? I thought he was decent for us the one week, and then uh, we haven't really seen him. Yeah. Since. I feel like we should have made. Yeah. Well, we might see more of him the way Tabor's playing. I don't know. <laughs> well, Tabor only played Literally fourteen anybody. plays that last. He only played fourteen plays in that last game, but. He was pretty, 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 pretty bad. Year I think he's second on the team in penalties, and he doesn't even have that many snaps no. compared to. I think the worst incredible. the worst example of him was that play to BB. It was a fourth down and eight or something like that. what was it? And uh, Tabor was on him one on one on the left side, and Tabor just his his footwork and his balance was so, so bad, lucky. and the guy just made a quick cut on him. And Tabor was off balance, falling the wrong way, and. It was a oh, it yeah. was an easy pitch and catch for a first down. It was easy, it, easy, yes. Yeah, it it was a really good example of how T- Tabor's not ready for this. I do want to say again how great it is to have Snacks Harrison on our D line, though. I oh, mean, yeah. the the ability for one guy to take up two a gaps in the middle is just it's absolutely huge for a defense. Yeah, and once he's fully integrated and gets even more snaps out there, insane. Um, I think the run defense largely can be solved. It won't be completely solved because I still think we need another D lineman, especially at the DN position. Yeah, so for I sure. I was going to ask, what do you guys think is the answer to the run game? Linebacker, D line, DN, what's up? Both. I mean, it's go, go, Connor. Well, how Ziggy. I think Ziggy's staying consistent. We do. And, we need a big playmaking uh, linebacker for sure. Like a playmaker. Um, maybe it was nice to have Ziggy out there this week, though. I mean, he only he played very limited amount of snaps. But if we can get him out there on the defense, especially because 
It was. I mean, Ziggy's an explosion guy. He fires off the line. He uses. He, he he's not yeah. going to beat you with a pass rush. Hopefully, move full strength next to with hustle and pure athleticism, and his ability to bull rush transitions really well in the run game to close down the lanes and to keep contain on the outside, especially with his size and length. Yeah, um, and we're definitely missing that in the run game as well. And we're paying this guy seventeen million dollars. He's worth the price of three other players, so we need well, him out on the field. Well, part of why the Bears like. I mean, when you look at our defensive line, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I see the names on the – and I feel like we got some decent talent there, right? Like, Sean, Hand, Francois, like – I mean, then obviously uh, Snacks. And it's like, how do we have these guys that all seem to be solid players, but yet we seem to be getting just smoked in the run game? I'm thinking linebackers. Not filling yeah. their gaps is probably a, a, maybe a larger part of the problem. But then, I guess, with Snacks coming in, he obviously shows we could have better D-line play. But, I don't know. I think linebackers yeah. still. I agree with you, Jack. We'll see this week if uh, Ziggy's back to full health and yeah. he's playing a lot of reps. Yeah. Well, well we we and Aquara, too. He's solid. He runs by all But there is one more note I want to make. Um, there is help on the way for the Lions offense. Brandon Marshall worked out with the Lions today. Okay. Oh boy, <laughs> Jesus! Um, have we gone following oh, this God. far? <laughs> yeah, we have. That's why Quinn made the trade because Brandon Marshall is on the market. Um, oh, it's man. a steal. God, it's an bomb that's a one for one trade, right? You know, you, you take exactly. Brandon Marshall over Tatum, um, obviously. We got to drink the buku a little bit, but um, we're going to transition into divisional recap, just really quick. Um, the Packers lose again to the Patriots, um, 31 to 17. The Packers do not look like an elite team by any stretch. And then of course, the Lions losing to the Vikings and then the Bears absolutely annihilating. They actually had 12 players, the Bears on the field this week. Nathan Peterman was out there throwing passes to the Bears for them. So <laughs> that was, that was a nice, um, that was nice of them to do. And hopefully yeah. the Lions will have that same, uh, help from him later in the season. Nathan Peterman. <laughs> That's amazing. Injuries. How does Peterman ever get a start? I'm so perplexed. It's amazing. Cutler. But how is he even <laughs> yeah. in the NFL roster? Like, put Cutler It's out truly there amazing like, that God. Nathan Peterman is out there every week. Granted, the interceptions this week are actually the result of Cutty. two drafts by the receivers. So, And they have, like, if, if you thought our O-line was bad this week, Think of our O-line this week, but you're the Bills O-line every week, and that's what the Bills offensive line is like. It's really, really bad. But the Lions, like you said, Rudd Dog, we're only two games back. And in first place right now is the Chicago Bears. And guess what? In the next 11 days, starting on Sunday, the Lions will have two games against those Bears. One in Chicago here this week and then on Thanksgiving. And I'd love to yeah. have nothing more than a couple victories over the Bears, especially because we live here in Chicago where the Bears are our worst and hated enemy. That would be awesome. But this week, you guys, oh, we're yeah. going to have our guest Jeff entering the Lion's Den. You are now entering the Lion's Den. Entering the Lion's Den this week, my buddy Jeff. Um, he hails from Chicago, and he's a lifelong Bears fan. Jeff, thanks for coming on to the pod. Thanks for having me, Zach. Jeff, I just got to ask you, um, how – how devastating is it to be a Bears fan all these years and have as many Super Bowl victories as the Detroit Lions? Zero since we've been alive. Since I was going to say, it's – I will <laughs> say the Lions do have one thing on the Bears. The uh, In my lifetime, the Bears have one Super Bowl loss. The Lions have zero. 
So you guys are doing pretty good in that department. Good point. So that's what yeah. he's, he's arguing. <laughs> our um, I let's just get right to it. Um, the the Lions have won seven of the last eight games against the Bears. I, I, how much do you fear this Lions team? It's not I mean, are, we, are we like the so the Packers had our number for the longest time, twenty five years? Do you sense something like that is coming around here? The Lions are going to dominate the series for twenty five straight years. I do not see that coming. I do not see that coming out of the fight, but I will say that uh, in 100% honesty, it is a – the Bears team that we're seeing right now is is up and down. Right now they're consistently scoring about at minimum 24 points per game. Over the past four seasons, they scored over 20 – scored 20 points five times. So far this year they've done it, I believe, four times and only hit teams once. All Every single other game has been – over 20 points, but that's a lot of defensive stuff that's coming to that. That's playing some poor teams and the lions have shown that they can kind of, they can play with greatness like their Patriots game, or they can just, you know, let up <laughs> like yesterday. So it's going to depend a lot what happens with the, uh, with, with what Lions team comes out. And if Trubisky can actually throw the ball accurately, another big is, I don't know if it's what's going around in the locker room right now, but this is an absolute must win for the Bears right now. Reason being is they just got their Vikings game flexed to Sunday night football. Oh, boy. Off a of bye. Yeah, so the Vikings have a bye going into the Sunday night game. Bears then go from the Sunday night game. I believe it's I believe it's at home. I'm not positive. Yeah, it is at home. I'm going to the game. Um, <laughs> to a, in a big game in Detroit on Thanksgiving morning. So they've got about 72, maybe 80 hours between games. They're good chance they get defeated by the Vikings. Great team coming off a bye. Then they go right into a nine. three stretch. That's got to be tough. Yeah, exactly. that's a really rough stretch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, our Rudd Dog and UJ, do you, have, yeah, do you guys have anything to throw at Jeff here? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Jeff, we expect you to come out here and support your team a little more. You're, you're just kind of like really being politically correct here. It bothers a me a little bit. And, you know, it tells me you're not confident in your team enough. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we've had our rough issues with the Lions, but, man, we every week we know they're going to come out and win. We know it. <laughs> See, I <laughs> still have that chance to be 13-3. I, as soon as Cal Fuller dropped that first pick on – Sunday night football. Instantly first things out of my head, texting my brother, fifteen and one. I'll be okay with that. <laughs> so normally I think I think it depends on the time of day. If it's nine AM, I'm all jazzed up, had my coffee. Bears are winning for the next two centuries. But right now with the flexed game, a little nervous. I'm I'm positive they're gonna beat the Lions this week because it's a must win game. The two weeks after, eh. We'll see. A little hesitant. Is it weird to be wrong? How does that feel? Hey, I, got a real I don't know. A real question. He's wearing the rose-colored glasses. I got a real question. Can <laughs> you sing the Bears fight song? Do you know it? I do know it by heart. I'm not about to sing it, though. Oh, oh. well, come on. <laughs> I, come on. I'm like a real fan in here. Yeah, you can't prove it. Uh, proof's in the pudding there, Jeff. Come on. Step up. Oh, my God. Don't. I... You can do it. Oh, my God. I'm just sitting here. Who wants them in the? Right, who, who the fans want to do? Oh it? my god, this is awful. 
Bear down, Chicago Bears. Let every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. And we'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T-formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down. <laughs> all right. All there right. you go. Man, wow. <laughs> I have a follow-up question. Wow. Well, you, you passed the Jerry True Bears. Chips you you did pass the test, it. though. You, you did. You did. You are a true My fan, follow-up so question is, did you eat paint chips when you were a kid? <laughs> uh, no, but my mom did. Uh, I, I did have a moment where my mom lifted me up like, like Simba was lifted up by his uh, – by Rafiki, but when my mom did that, my head hit a light bulb under a fan. So I like it's, it's always been. Hey, I'll, I'll give you respect, though. I can't tell you how many times we talk to Bears fans and they don't even know their own damn fight song. So that's, that's yeah, I gotta give it to you. Yeah, gotta give it to you. Major problem. I say, know the fight song. I kind of got into it there too. And after the first two verses, I'm like you know what, I'm gonna finish this strong. Well done. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Um, Jeff, do you know the status of uh, Cleo Mack this week? Uh, I do not. At least there's nothing formal. I mean, in terms of any, with, any media, that's. It's a, I like your strategy because he did not look good when he was um, less than 100 percent out there. So it and they've won. They've won two games in a row without him on the field, which is disturbing. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, the Lions, obviously. Uh, in case you don't know, um, they gave up 10 sacks this week to the Vikings. So we are a little worried about the Bears' pass rush this week. But prior to this, the Lions are top five uh, in pass protection. And then coming in, coming in this week, they've dropped to the bottom half of the league. We believe the Lions will correct it. Uh, especially, I, get, I always have confidence against the Bears. For some reason, I'm just very confident when the Bears uh, play against the Lions. Because, I don't know. I've, and recently, in the last four years, the Lions have just dominated them in almost every facet of the game. And how much do you miss the Dominican Sioux pushing Jay Keller's head into the ground all the time? Good, I have the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> I still miss Jay. I was a big Jay fan. When I saw the Dominican Sioux pushing his head down, it, it struck me to the core. <laughs> Absolutely. Just anger, rage. Wait, so are you, you're like the, the Jay fan club? I think a tear's coming out of my eye. Right? Jay fan club? I mean, like membership got... one, you? Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't no. think I, you're like the only person I've ever met that actually liked the guy. Oh, no. At my desk, at my desk I have a picture of Jay Cutler. <laughs> wow. That is, that is no no BS. I am currently wearing his jersey to get to get psyched up for this. I threw on my Jay jersey. I got it for $17 in the offseason because it won't be required. Super cheap. You just reminisce about the times he was on like the sidelines, just with that pouty face. Like, just like that was his that was cold, calculated. What am I next? Wow. How am I gonna do this? Part? This is a touching bromance. For sure. This is just like, like John Pitna thinking, "Oh man, I I need that perfect record. I'm just determining." Nice. <laughs> Wait, Jeff, is the picture of Jay um with a? Is it smoking Jay or is it just Jay Color? No, it is. Um, <laughs> it is the picture that Chris Cavalier took of Jay nakedly staring off. <laughs> oh God! 
That's amazing. I think you're too much of a fan. I think think you're a little bit too much of a fan. (laughs) Well, you guys are saying that, you know, I've got to be the fan that's thinking we're going to win every week. You got more than half Chicago saying, Jay Cutler sucks. He's terrible. We're never going to do anything with him. We get rid of him. We go to Mike Glennon. Absolute trash. Change coordinators, and it's it was terrible then. But every single week, I had hope because I knew that that the shining star of Jay Cutler, who was in Denver, could come back at any given time. And wow. you could, you could tear, up, tear up the Packers. He could do whatever he needed. So I was always it's hopeful. It's a good thing you guys I, didn't I could, Mahomes, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's a really great choice. Mahomes is <laughs> Or Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. Him too. If, if this is the, the clicking just stopped and Mahomes is about to raise his hands up and start screaming and having fun on the roller coaster. For Mitch, he just started going up the incline. He's got at least another five to seven years of continuous, perf- like, just getting better. And he'll wow. he play somewhere in a Joe Montana to the power of Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> so if we pass like the blue wow. Kool-Aid, what, you guys got what kind of cool? Yeah, what yeah, color is the Kool Aid? I think they. I think they passed the crack pipe in uh, the Bears fandom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do both both orange and, and navy blue Kool Aid. None of this Hawaii blue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, there's your problem. There's your problem. Yeah, yeah you're, you've been drinking the wrong stuff for a long time, then, buddy. I will. I've also got another. I've, I keep the orange and navy blue Kool Aid around for. My uh, my team, University of Illinois as well. Mm. Uh oh, you got a homer for them in here. Careful, we got a lot, we got a lot more work on the U of I football team though. <laughs> well, we got Lovey Smith. That's the first step in going the right direction of the Chicago Bears. That's true, and he's got the beard going. So, great! I've started growing mine out right now. Love the beard. <laughs> Three weeks of growth. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Well. We're going to wrap this up here, but before you go, we need a prediction from you for this week's game. Uh, a prediction on the score, and who do you think will win the game? Bears win. Well, 37 13. Well, I mean, Ooh, wow. Falling into two weeks of. You are just. They'll, do, they'll come close against the Vikings in, on the Sunday night football and get destroyed by the Lions and split the series. Well, I cheers you on your delusionment. Uh, you're you're well along the way uh, to a comfortable yeah. life of insanity. <laughs> yeah, congrats, congrats on that. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. You guys, will you guys also be giving a pre- uh, prediction right now, or is that for later? No, we always get predictions at the end of the podcast. All right, yeah. well, stick with I'll have to end because I want to see how much closer to being right I am than you. <laughs> well, are you wrong? You already picked the wrong team to win, so I mean that's just like. Yeah, you're already up on a terrible foot. What? <laughs> oh, and uh, before, before I take off, can I, uh, did you guys see the Detroit Star News, uh, Sports News thing with uh, where Matt Patricia told the reporter, if you're going to ask me a question, sit up and do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the headline from this morning of, uh, oh, it was, I can't remember what, yeah, no, it, it, what it was. But Matt Stanford on the ground and said, um, stop slouching or something like that. Or bad yeah. posture, bad <laughs> posture. <it's>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess you know, one last question for you guys. With my confidence, you're you're going against my confidence. What about Matt Patricia's confidence in trying to put down a reporter who's asking a simple question? Well, you know, Detroit has a long tradition of, of reporters with good posture, and one guy bringing it down is not a you know we don't want that to start 
going to, you know. So that's a perfect answer. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Got to maintain the standard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good for you guys. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Um, well, Thanks, Jeff. This up, and we just want to thank you for coming in and uh, also showing your true fandom. Uh, like you said, you'll listen back in this podcast and you'll, and you'll display your beautiful singing voice for everybody um, and all our yeah. listeners. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on, keep on smoking that crap pipe. Will do. <laughs> All, right. All right, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff is really drinking the, the blue and orange Kool Aid for the Chicago Bears, the navy blue and orange, I should say. Um, I'll say. Yeah. That, stuff's, that stuff's bad for you. It is bad. Not oh, as bad as the crack pipe. <laughs> but do you guys think we can respond? Yeah. Because our really offensive line was so fat. bad this week, and the Bears have an elite defensive line, especially I believe Khalil Mack will be healthy this week, especially because they know it's a divisional game. I think that's why they've rested him the last two games. He's going to be 100% healthy. Um, how concerned are you guys with this Bears defensive line coming into this week against this Lions offensive line? Huh? Uh, yeah. Meh. Yeah. I'm like, are they going to be any better than the last two lines we faced? Yeah, I mean, yeah they're what the Lions have to do is though. establish a run game. They have to get back to that. That is where they've been most successful this year is establishing think, the run game. I think they need to set it up with the pass game, though. And that's where I think now that people know we have some running talent, they've adjusted. Yeah. And they've adjusted to the run game. Now they're saying, hey, if you, like, if you're going to establish this, you're going to have to run through the teeth of our defense. And instead of trying to force it because our O-line is clearly more talented at pass blocking. Well, this last game notwithstanding, but uh, yeah, I think we need to use our strengths, which is our pass game. I mean, I know we yeah. just lost our, one of our top receivers, but we still got some talent there and Stafford, obviously. So I, th- set I up think the, the deep. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. Set up the pass. Good. Sorry. Set up the, set up the run game, some quick passes, some screens, some, you know, spread out the off the defense, force them to respect the pass, and then you know, hit the, hit some run lanes. Go on. No, no, you, that's exactly what you hit on there. Set up the pass. I mean, set things up with the pass. Last couple of games, they're just loading the box on us, daring us to pass, and we're and we're failing. Our passing game has been terrible, and our 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 routes have been terrible. They don't they don't fear us at all. No one does. We don't throw deep. We never throw deep. Hardly. I mean, we don't scare anybody. So, yeah, we have to get the pass game going. That'll open up the run game. So, I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, well, the, the Bears are usually a couple wins on the schedule. So, I'm just sticking with that. I agree. They, I, <laughs> historically, yeah. we play well against them. Yeah, that's true. My concern is, yeah. <laughs> My concern is that the run game doesn't work immediately. Jim Bob's just going to keep trying to force it down our throats, and then we're going to be in serious trouble. Like, I think if it doesn't work right away, establish the pass game, then go back to the run game maybe later when you've made some adjustments. But yeah. if he just tries yeah, to ram it down you their throats and it doesn't work, deep. it could Matt be. Matt Stafford is 21st in the league right now in yards per attempt, which is not where we want to see him at by any stretch. Not at all. we got the, one of the best arms in the game, and, and we're just throwing little dink and dunk passes. I mean, I know we had – you know, tape that was great and all that. But you know what? Every that Seattle game, we threw probably to him. I don't know how many passes he caught that game. I think every one was a four-yard pass. Also, Literally. how many times did Russell Wilson air it out deep? 
just threw it deep every once in a while. Like, it was like once every, like, seven plays or something like that. It seemed like he at least threw one vertical so, route. Do you watch the Rams and the Saints? They just throw, like, every other play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, swing. It's like yeah. a video game, man. That'd yeah. Crazy. Um, It's funny that you mentioned, uh, like, um, Russell Wilson. He's eighth in the league. So, these are these are the top yards per attempt players in the league. And tell me if there's a trend between a winning team and the yards per attempt by the quarterback. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick is first, but I think he has a winning record. It's magic. <laughs> but then there's Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Wow. I mean, I mean, that's all you have to know. These yeah. short passes, it doesn't work in the league. <laughs> no. And with our talent and the way it's built on our offense, there's no reason we, we shouldn't be. Yes. Yeah. And the weakness of the Bears – is their cornerbacks and uh, and their safety? Their their secondary is the weak point of the defense, but they make up for that by getting a good pass rush, um, for the most part. But that it, the offensive line has to hold on their blocks for at least that two and a half to three seconds, right? And that's where we got to expose expose the, the turkey hole, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and expose the deep middle of the field because that's where they've been susceptible this year. Kyle Fuller, I don't think, is that great of a quarterback. And we all know about Prince and Mukamara. We've followed him since we didn't draft him, and, and he's bounced around the league. He is not an elite quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Their Kenny Galladay should be able to defeat these two quarterbacks easily. Yeah, he's going home to Chicago, so he's going to put it on show for his family. The Bears obviously have more talent than just Mac. They have a solid defense in the front seven. But I think if you – Jim Bob's going to have his work cut out for him trying to figure out a plan <laughs> – to sort of neutralize them because you got to at least – you got to slow, slow that guy down. If that guy doesn't just, like, get a lot of those splash plays, he can sort of, you know, fade a little away in some of these games. Like, we, you've seen it once or twice earlier in the season. I forget which game it was, but where he wasn't much of an impact. If you can get a good plan for him and execute it, I think that defense is much more exploitable. Yeah. Um, last year, Galladay in Chicago, just to throw it out there, um, he had three – he had two catches for 52 yards. So, we're going to need to see more out of him this year in Chicago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the number two receiver now. Um, yes. And we almost – He's a deep threat. Well, yes, he's a deep threat. We barely threw to him this last game as well. I, he is I, – I wish I had the amount of – let me pull it up right here. Let me see how many targets he has in the last – Three games. So he did get targeted four times in this game. He had three catches for forty-six yards. So if you the, on the season, he yeah, had only once catches and forty-eight targets for that. Continue. Sorry, sorry, Bob. No, I was gonna say he only was targeted once against Seattle, but uh, we had taken back then. Yeah, and two twice against Miami, but we dominated in the run game, so that was more understandable. But in the Packers, the Packers game's the last time he showed up, um, ninety-eight yards and a touchdown, and since then he's. Uh, He's been kind of quiet. I mean, and those three catches are mostly in garbage time for the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, if it's separation or he's just not getting targets. But but I will say, change. I have faith in the Lions' defense because Mitch Trubisky needs to be exposed. This guy is not playing many good teams right now. Um, I say that they beat the Jets easily, and we lost to the Jets, but different points of the season. The Jets are not good, though. I mean, that was a really bad game by us. Yes, um, but Mitch Trubisky, um, this guy is very prone to turning the ball over, and we absolutely need to exploit that. Ziggy needs to show up. 
if we can clog the Bears' running game, I love our chances in this game because I want Mitch Trubisky to yeah. throw around as much as possible. I think we need to use more zone defense and less man-to-man if we're going to get these turnovers we want. And the Bears' de- run game hasn't been as uh, stout as it was thought it was going to be this year either. So I think well, we the need guy to that's really... running it is Mitch Trubisky. He's uh, he might let me see if I can pull it up. Well, that bodes well for us with uh, with Jared Davis. His speed, if they set him up, if he, I think he'll be doing some spotlight work. So rushing, Jordan Howard, four hundred thirty-nine yards. Mitchell Trubisky, three hundred two yards. Tariq Holy Allen, two twenty-nine. That's crazy. <laughs> Trubisky's wow. averaging eight yards a carry, so he is definitely someone to worry about in the run game for sure. Because they're going to do a lot of that RPO that they love to do in Kansas City. And that they love to do on the Eagles. Um, so we should start carry on Johnson at quarterback <laughs> just to mess with them. Yeah. So all righty, guys. Um, the Kool Aid. The Kool Aid needs to come out now. Uh, so crack open another can. Uh, stir stir the the handle Cauldron? of it that you've got. Whatever it is you got. <laughs> um, it's time for some predictions. Predictions. This week the Lions. Going to Chicago, and Bob, we're going to start with you. Um, what is your prediction for this week for our Detroit Lions? All right. Well, like I say, the uh, the we do play well against the Bears, and um, as has been stated on this show before by somebody, Mitch Trubisky is a dope. He's like a, <laughs> a really stupid person. He's a nice guy. He's wow. kind of like a, a good-natured simpleton, but. Uh, <laughs> We can definitely outwit the guy, which which will be really easy. And uh, the the Bears do have a good defense, but uh, our offense was embarrassed last week. And I, I do know the Bears' defense is not consistently great, though. They've been torched a few times. So I, I think uh, we rebound against the Bears. I see us winning 24-7. Uh, 24-7 wow. on the road in Chicago. The defense That's stepping up big time. Oh, yes. It. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Connor. Well, I'd just like to say for the last game, I, I just moved into my new apartment, and uh, I had to hotspot the game for my laptop. The only place I could get signal was out on my porch, so I watched the game on my laptop in, like, 50-degree weather. It was awful. Anyways. Wow, um, you really suffered, that being, man. That cow. being said. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> so hard. Heavy, man. That's hard. I mean, I'm sure you had a great time on your couch doing whatever wow. whatever it is you do. Anyways. <laughs> Nobody um, had a great time watching that game. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I actually had a great time uh, not watching that game. Living in Chicago, working in Chicago, I got a lot riding on this. So I'm going to say the defense steps up, Stafford steps up, and I'm going to say 21 to 8. Ooh. Ooh. 8. 8. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. All right, you Jay. Wait, twenty-one to eight. Who? You didn't... Lions, obviously. Oh, yeah. think... oh okay. <laughs> you sure. didn't say. You just said twenty-one to eight. <laughs> All right. Well, good. And that's four safeties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be concerning, but yeah. An yeah. NFL record. <laughs> um, you Jay. What do you right. What do you have? All right. Well, week? well, this is a gut check game for us, and. uh I think that the Lions are going to show that they still have some pride, and the the O line is going to come out, and uh, they're going to be a little inspired. They want to reclaim some glory, and uh, they're going to play well. 
I think Stafford will play well behind the line. Galladay will come alive again. And I think our offense will score some points. And our defense will continue its, its upward trending. And I think they'll play well. Uh, I, I think uh, I'm going to say 31 to 14 is my, wow. my prediction. Right. Detroit Lions. That's your most conservative one winning. yet? Well, yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> Are you losing? You still believe in Jim Bob? You're only predicting 31 points this week. That's disturbingly realistic. (laughs) All right, all right, Uh, Rudd Dog. All right, so I think the offense is still going to struggle for the for because Jim Bob's play calling, but I think that the talent that we have is going to kind of get back on track. I think the morale is going to. I think Patricia is going to do a good job getting the morale kind of back up again, kind of rallying the troops and. uh, I think they won't. They'll have a good, solid game. Not a not nothing outstanding or spectacular in the score column, but like, I think they'll put up some points, capitalizing the end zone. I also think that the defense is going to contribute to the point, the score column this week, and get a pick six. And I think it's going to be Slay getting a pick six, big play Slay. So I'm going to say twenty-seven to. 14 lions oh, nail biter all right mm. yeah um i agree with you i think our our defense is gonna step up this week a lot i love this matchup with the bears um offense for our defense especially now that we have snacks harrison to clog up the middle against his bears rush offense and then like you said gerard davis has the speed to match mitch trubisky in the open field i love that matchup the lions last year went to chicago and beat them 27 to 24 I like something very similar. Like I'm going to go 24 to 20 Lions. Um, I do think they do have one defensive touchdown in this game as well. Um, it's going to be a strip sack fumble returned by Aquara in this game. Ooh, oh, wow. bold, nice, bold prediction. So that is my prediction for this week. And um, like every week, it's still amazing. Um, we are three and five on the season with our predictions as a whole. Wow. Uh, we're all very hey, and one, one quick uh, side thing. I, I, I think Stafford's going to stay clean this week. No sacks. Ooh, Ooh, that's my like bold that. that is a very bold. Very bold. I like bold. it. As they say, no sacks. Right there. No sacks, <laughs> more snacks. <laughs> Their motto. Yes. I like it. I love it. <laughs> well, all right. Um, we just want to thank everybody for listening to Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast. And we hope you tune in every week. Please listen, share, subscribe um, to anybody you know um, that enjoys this podcast. And like always, go, go Lions! Go Lions! Forward down the field, a charging when the blue and silver wings stand and celebrate, go hard win the game. It's honor here to keep going down the feeling game. A lion's victory.
Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save 